passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. Mike S. will be joining all of y'all later. This is the best wrestling podcast you haven't heard of until right now. And this is another solo one-on-one with Mike J. Solo one-on-one with Mike S. type of episode. Uh, The beginning of this year has not been kind to, uh, well, mostly particularly me. A drive-by wrestling podcast here. Uh, we took our break, our holiday break, intended to be back basically the week after New Year's, and Mike J, here, right here, uh, caught COVID, so that was fun. Um, wasn't horrible, just, you know, a couple bad days and about Seven more days of just symptoms that were not dehabilitating, but not going away. And just kind of dealing with that, getting through it. It ran the course through my entire house uh, with my lovely wife just kind of just now starting to get through the end of it. So it's been quite a long, interesting uh, holiday season for me. Uh, went from something I was really looking forward to to everything being canceled and changed. So that being said, my work as well has not recovered from the holiday, which has also led to Mike and I not being able to mesh up to do our normal recording. So, Hey, everyone needs a little break every now and again. I'm hoping from this point on, we will be able to get back together again and hoping from this point on that we will continue weekly as much as possible in the normal way as possible. I do know Mike has a trip coming up. I'm not sure when. It's soon. So maybe after that we get on our normal rotation. But here's another thing I want to address with you guys. Before we move forward, you know, Mike and I talked over the holiday and talked over our extended break. And we kind of thought, you know, Everybody does a wrestling podcast. Everybody does recap shows. And we didn't start out that way. We started out with kind of opinion-based stuff. Kind of did some weird stuff on the side. Funny stuff. Trying to be a little creative. And then the Wednesday Night Wars came. Both of our lives got a little busier. And... We wanted to include what was a hot topic at the time. We split up the the watching uh, responsibilities so that we wouldn't overburden, you know, either one of us wouldn't be overburdened. And we did what I thought was a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent show talking about AEW and NXT and the two wrestling shows that carried Wednesday nights and the Wednesday Night War back when that first started. That has ended. It's no longer a war. Um, in some people's opinions, NXT doesn't even exist anymore. I would disagree. But 
you know, that is what it is. But Mike and I kind of came to the conclusion we need to maybe go a little bit back to our roots, what kind of, what we were having the most fun doing, which was just kind of taking the piss out of everything. Uh, we want to, you know, there's so much negativity in pro wrestling in general, but I think if you just think about it and look at pro wrestling, like pro wrestling in general is, is pretty silly, right? And it's easy to get worked up over things. I mean, we'll talk about some things here in a minute that we get worked up about. And I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen. It's going to happen. We're going to talk about those things and we want to talk about those things, but we want to discuss it together. Uh, Mike doesn't watch WWE at all anymore. I haven't watched AEW since it moved to TBS because I forgot it moved to TBS, didn't switch to DVR, and I've gotten out of it, and now I just don't care. So it's one of those things where I keep tabs. I know that he keeps tabs on WWE side, if nothing else through me and some of our private discussion groups. So we're going to talk about big topics. We're going to not review shows blow for blow like we have been, and we're going to try to bring some entertainment to your lives. And we might even, I, we haven't really discussed this officially, but we probably venture into some nerd stuff. Mike might venture into some nerd stuff on his side of the show. It hasn't been recorded. I haven't heard it. I don't know. But it's just kind of the things that have been on our mind. I might even go into our podcast uh, host and mark this as a season two. I haven't decided that far yet either. We'll figure that out as we go, guys. I haven't done that. <coughs> Excuse me. I haven't done that in almost 300 episodes, so we'll see. I don't know. I kind of want to keep that number going up, too, so we'll really have to see. Uh, figure that one out on my own. Either way, guys, drive-by is here. We're back in one way, shape, or form, and... Mike, I know, had a lot of stuff to talk about, so I'm going to keep my sh my stuff a little briefer and hope that he does talk about everything he said he was going to talk about. Life does happen. Um, I'm going to go into a couple things, okay? Real quick, over our break, it was announced on SmackDown, they started to announce the names of some of the female participants in the Royal Rumble, and Mickey James was announced, and then it was brought up on commentary that that Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James would be competing in the Royal Rumble. And then it was tweeted by WWE's official Twitter account, Impact, current Impact Knockouts champion, okay? And that got wrestling fans talking, as it very well should. Now, we can all talk about the Forbidden Door. Uh, they did absolutely zero for Impact when it worked with AEW. But here's the thing, okay? It's not something that WWE does often, but please let's not act like it's never happened before. Okay, so do I think there's a long-term thing here? Do I think Mickey James is going to win the Royal Rumble? No, I don't. Uh, I'm not even sure if they're going to make her be WWE Mickey or let her be Impact Mickey. I'm hoping for the latter. I want her to come out with her Impact Wrestling song, which I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming it's not WWE's. I know it's not. Uh, I want her to carry that title belt. I really hope they allow her to do that. It's going to show a lot to see how this is handled. Uh, I hope she gets a good showing. Obviously, I don't think she's going to win, but this is cool. I also did listen to an interview she did, one of the first interviews she did after this, 
um, uh, I can't think of the guy, Ariel, Ariel Winter or whatever his name is, the MMA guy that does wrestling stuff now. Uh, it was an interesting interview and she addressed the trash bag situation. I had said before it was blown out of proportion. She addressed that and basically said it was blown out of proportion. She didn't actually think she thought they thought she was trash. She was making a sarcastic tweet. She did, however, say she understands that what it felt like when she was young and was cut and lost her job. And she kind of relayed the message that even though she wasn't being trying to portray that she felt that's what the message they were sending, that she wanted, since it blew up the way it did, and she immediately got calls from literally everyone in the company, from Steph, Triple H, all the way up to Vince, apologizing. She's like, now this won't happen again. So at least out of that, no young female star is going to get their stuff in a trash bag if they get cut and think what she kind of put out there that people thought she thought, which she didn't. Um, and clearly, if she thought that that was their opinion of them, I don't know that she'd be willing to work with them in the Royal Rumble. So, And she says she has a great relationship with every company that she has worked for in the past. Uh, it's just a, it was a good interview. I encourage you to listen to it and check it out. And I think it it says a lot. We, we as fans hear all the evils of WWE. We still continue it with all the cuts, all the releases, the shakeup at the coaching level at NXT. Listen... They wanted to make changes in NXT, and they did, okay? It is what it is. It's a corporate business structure. I think you're insane for releasing someone like William Regal, but but if you feel like that was part of the issue, I mean, I guess, what else do you do? I don't know. Not there. I think it's nuts. That man will find a job if he wants it. Uh, I also like the way he handled it with grace and dignity and would not talk any shit on the company that he worked for for so, so long. Now, last thing I want to address before we take a quick break and pass it over to my guest is Walter. So, WWE changed the name of Walter. And I have mixed feelings on this. I'm going to try to explain them all. Okay, first and foremost, do I think that WWE trademarked the name Gunther Stark Purposely because they knew that it was a Nazi U-boat uh, captain? Absolutely not. And if you think that, just your argument, if you think they purposely did that, nothing you argue or try to debate with me is ever going to hold water because you're an idiot. Okay? They're, again, a corporate billion-dollar empire that has stockholders, investors, they would not do that on purpose. Here's where the ball is dropped is they don't obviously research enough. Now, I'm saying enough because I saw someone say in defense, not defending this, but just kind of pointing out, okay, yeah, Google search, that it was like the fourth thing that they even could find on the Google search. Of course, by the time I tried to search to see, it was just all the articles about Walter and Gunther and Gunther Sark and blah, blah, blah. So the news kind of ruined the Google search results. So I half wonder, you know, a couple things. It clearly wasn't well known um, or they wouldn't have done it. It clearly wasn't a heavy research or they would have found it. But again, 
they've had they've you know the uh oh uh, what was the sorority name they gave to Paige's team submission sorority yeah um that would have been a simple research but they neglected it I'm saying people companies they make stupid mistakes that shouldn't be made like that um I, yeah that that that's a dumb overlook that they should have caught okay they've abandoned the trademark here's the thing if it wasn't for dirt sheets and people searching trademarks uh no one would have fucking known anyway and of course negative he might have debuted as gunther stark and then it would have blown up even more and then they would have had to backpedal even harder he comes out wrestles his match wins as walter then declares that he will now be known as gunther and they leave it at that his name on the roster is now gunther um gunther means warrior or war or uh of army or some i looked it up there's a bunch of different meanings i should ask daniel from what uh what's dos podcast i have to message him and see exactly his take on this but either way uh, it's a strong German name, okay? Uh, here's the other side of it, okay? Now, here's my problem with it. This is like... I don't want to say it's a reverse carrying cross. It's... Because he's still in NXT, but here's the thing, okay? Carrying Cross had a... They changed his name when he came in NXT, which people lost their shit about that, too, but once... You know, he debuted, it was fine. They saw the package, it was fine. It said several times him and Scarlett were a ready-made package. It gift wrap and send up the Vince on the main roster. And then they got there, he tore the package open, said he didn't like it, and put a new coat of paint on it. I don't understand that. This, where I have a problem with this, is... This man has been on your roster for, I want to say, at least three years, maybe longer, as Volter, okay? Wrestled numerous amazing matches in both NXT UK, NXT, some, I think he appeared in Royal Rumble once, if not twice, as Volter. If you're going to do a name change... You need to do it like you did with Karrion Cross. You need to do it like you did with Finn Balor. You need to do it like you did with Kevin Owens. Do it from the start, man. Don't give me three years of Volter and then tell me now he's Gunther. It doesn't make sense. That's where I have a problem with it. I know when they changed Kevin Steen to Kevin Owens, people were fucking pissed. But guess what? I mean, you still know who Kevin Steen is if you were a fan of him in his indie days, but people know who Kevin Owens is. And they don't give a fuck. The majority of them don't give a fuck that he's his last name is not Steen and it's Owens. No one cares. Finn Balor. We all know who Prince Devitt is, at least on this podcast. But again, not everybody. And the people who do, they call him Finn Balor. And it's okay. So if he would have came on to NXT UK and debuted as Gunther there, even came out as Walter and left as Gunther the same way he did, and then had three years as Gunther, 
under the NXT slash WWE banner, no problem. But this, the reverse of it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Now, Mike may get into this, and I did not see this, but Mike had heard, I don't know where, that this is possibly Walter's doing that he did not want to have his name trademarked. I believe Walter is his actual name. And opted, instead of doing that, to just change his name. And if that's the case, I understand his take. I understand WWE side of it. They want to trademark everything they can to make sure they protect their intellectual property. It's a business. So if they wanted to try to trademark Walter, I understand why they would. And I totally understand why he would not want that, especially in light of the releases that have gone on recently. So you compromise. We want you. We want to own the name. Are you willing to change your name? Sure. Why did they go with Gunther Stark? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly in 2019 jokingly called him Gunther on Twitter. I don't know if that's something he also went by in the back. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a family name. I don't know if it's just because he knew the meaning of the first name. I don't know if they put Stark on there because of Zoe Stark, because I know they hate having people who have the same names or even similar signing names and make people change their names all the time. Hence, Nikki Ash carrying across when they were on the same show, Nikki Cross. Uh, so I feel like there had to be a purpose with that. Maybe she was going to be a sister related to him. I don't know. I don't know. But it's Gunther now. And if they don't change who Walter has been for the last three years and he just changed his name, I'm cool with it. They put a stupid gladiator mask on him and and do that whole fucking thing to him, then we're going to have to have another conversation. But as far as I can tell right now, it's just a name change. Um, again, I hate the the feeding him to us as Walter for three years and then changing it out of nowhere but if it if it if it happened the way it happened it had to happen the way it happened and i'm gonna move forward and all of you should too guys mike s is coming up hang tight we will be right back Now back to the two sexiest bald men talking wrestling on the interwebs. This is Drive-By. All right. By this point in the episode, I'm sure that you already know what's going on. I don't have to explain the scenario to you anymore. I can just say that I am Mike S. With me, as always, is not Mike J. And this is the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. But he already said all that for you. So the format, as you know, a little different this week due to everything that's been kind of been going on in the last couple months for Mike and I. But man, it is good to get back and talk with you guys some more. It has been too long. You are my favorites, my beautifuls, my babies. The, 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 I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to call you. Drive buyers? I don't know. DBs? I don't know. Nothing. We don't like any of it. Anyway, let's crack into it, guys. I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself. It is 
five on this beautiful Sunday morning. I have so much to talk about today. It has been so long since we got to do this, guys. So first things that I'm going to get into today. Uh, let's talk about Walter. Or Gunther, as he is now called. Um, I have no issues with this. I don't know why anybody has an issue with this. People change their name all the time. Walter is just as dumb of a fucking old man name as Gunther is. Like, I mean, for real. For real. Are we really arguing over the name fucking Walter? Walter. You know, the only motherfucker in the world I know named Walter is my grandpa's friend who I haven't seen in like 30 years because he's dead. Are we mad because he's named after a Nazi? He's not named after a Nazi, y'all. Did they at any point call him Gunther Stark? No, they didn't. They didn't. And here's the other deal. If you didn't Google Gunther Stark, you wouldn't even know he was a Nazi. Let's stop acting like we all, like we all, like, like here, we hate the E. We all, we all do. I fucking hate WWE. We all do. But we're at a point now where we're just looking for any reason, any reason to get mad about what these guys do. Any reason. Like they didn't call him Gunther Stark. They learned. Like WWE kind of low-key has a history of naming things and then doing a Google search after. You know, submission sorority. So, they didn't call him Gunther Stark. He's just Gunther. It's just as dumb of a name as fucking Walter. These are old man names from like the fucking 40s. These are World War II names. Like, are you fucking serious? We're mad about being Walter Instead of, like, I mean, come on. And if the rumors are correct, it was his idea. It was his idea. Because in case he has to go back and work indies, he wants to be able to go back to Walter. Which is a valid concern in modern WWE. So, everybody. One, you don't even watch the show anymore. Why are you even care about a character's name change on a show you don't fucking watch? And two, Walter and Gunther are equally old man 1940s names. Get the fuck over it. Goddamn, we look for anything to fucking complain about. He named him after a Nazi. No, they didn't. They didn't call him Gunther Stark. Chill the fuck out. Second thing I want to talk about. Uh, let's talk a little AEW. Actually, uh, yeah, let's talk a little AEW. Um, John Moxley, welcome back, man. Um, I'm not going to get into everything with all this. Um, Mox's personal outside issues and what he had to battle. Man, anytime anybody got a problem and they seek help, I'm all about it. Right on, dude. It's a brave thing to do. It takes a lot of strength, especially when you're living in the spotlight like you're doing. Who I do want to talk to is this fucking fan in the crowd that said, Hey, Mox, have a drink. Look, man, I get it. You pay a ticket to go to the show. Um, first of all, I think I get it more than anybody. I we're going to talk here a little later about a show that I went to this past weekend, but um, I like to get rowdy at shows. 
I like to give wrestlers a little bit of hell. I like to buy into the pageantry of it. You talk shit to heels, you you boo them, you cheer for the face. Or you cheer for your favorite guy, whether he's a heel or a face. What you don't do is take a personal issue that someone's dealing with and you make it part of your fucking commentary. The fact that that dude was told fuck off and get out of this building and got kicked out was the best thing that happened on that show. And it was a good-ass fucking dynamite. But that right there is how you be a piece of shit fan. That right there is how you become the guy that was texting on his phone, looking at the fucking camera while Daniel Bryan was in the ring, pouring his heart and soul out, happy that he could come back to wrestling. Meanwhile, you got this fucking Mark texting going, huh, oh, can you see me? Huh, oh, yeah, you see me. During one of the most emotional moments of fucking professional wrestling in the last 10 years. And that's what this fucking dickhead was that yelled at Knox. Fans, you are not part of the fucking show. And I'm someone that thinks that I'm part of the fucking show when I go to a show. Not really thinks he's part of the show, but I like to interact, man. I like to interact with the wrestlers. I like it to be more entertaining. And here's the deal, man. You could do all that shit, but be fucking respectful, man. Or at least be respectful within... Like, look, man, you could tell a wrestler to fuck off and have it be respectful, right? Like, if anybody told MJF to fuck off, that's a respectful fuck off. Because it makes sense within the context of the character and within the context of the show that you're watching. It's not you telling a guy who just battled alcoholism, have a drink, you fucking cocksucker. Like to even think, to even think that you're like funny enough or clever enough to tell someone who's a fucking alcoholic, have a drink, man, you're a piece of shit. And I hope that anybody in your life is fucking battling addiction right now that you're worried about has a relapse and you have to fucking deal with that. You fucking asshole. Anyway, that's enough about that. Let's continue talking about AEW. Let's talk about Cody Rhodes a little bit. Actually, no, let's talk about Cody Rhodes next. Let's talk about Sean Spears' entrance real fast. My favorite wrestler in the world, Sean Spears. This cat's entrance is fucking incredible. The way he sits there at the top of the stage with the lights and everything. Man, underrated entrance. Underrated entrance. Love seeing it. That's just something I just wanted to talk about briefly on here. Now let's get to Cody. Cody Rhodes. What an interesting person. Um, Cody's promo this past week on Dynamite was fucking amazing. Uh, even being hated like this, the dude's still a hell of a promo. I'm not sure what exactly they're doing with his character right now. Um, this, I'm a heel, but I'm not a heel, but I'm a heel, but I'm, I I don't know what it is. Um, look, man, people kind of got tired of you, bro. Just, just straight up a little bit. Everything became too much. The smashing of the throne, the constant WWE references, the, the longest entrance on the fucking show, the, the, 
I don't know. The reason people cheered for you just started to become too much. Didn't evolve. You're still stuck in this. I hate Triple H thing. The point being, this week's promo was fucking amazing. And it showed how easy it is for Cody to get everyone back on his side. In minutes. With his words. Uh, showed the brilliance the man has with the microphone. The only issue I take to any of it was when he said that he grinds harder than anyone. And I'm not saying the dude doesn't grind hard. Like, he's got a couple TV shows. He wears a lot of different hats, man. Husband and father. Uh, executive producer. Wrestler. Host of a, I don't know, I've never watched the show, so I can't say how it is. Host of a TV show. Um, but here's the thing, man. If wrestling, if the, the wrestling industry was a building, let's say metaphorically, the wrestling industry was this building that you had to walk into. Most pro wrestlers have to find a way into that building. They have to figure out how to get in that front door, maybe get in the back door. Maybe they got to open a window and climb through. Cody walked right up to that building and the door was already open for him. He walked right in that building. He did whatever he wanted in it, right? Because of who his dad is. Now, every turn in pro wrestling, every door has been held wide open for Cody. Walked into developmental. Walked onto the main roster. At every moment in pro wrestling, let's even talk about his after WWE time. Uh, do you think that you just like, I don't, I don't see, I don't see anybody that leaves WWE just getting booked all over Japan and Battle of Los Angeles and Ring of Honor and all the top spots. At every point in pro wrestling and Cody Rhodes' journey for it, the doors have been held wide open for him. Because of his name and his dad. So I do take offense in a promo when you say you grind harder than anyone. When at every point in your wrestling career, this has all been made easy on you. The hardest thing he's ever had to deal with in his pro wrestling career was that time in WWE when he was Stardust. So, oh my God, your hardest part in your pro wrestling career was dealing with a shitty gimmick. Did you talk to Kevin Nash about fucking Oz and Vinny Vegas? Did you talk to every wrestler on the goddamn face of the planet that's had to deal with a shitty fucking gimmick? You don't grind harder than everyone. Do you grind hard? Fuck yes. But at every point, the fucking door has been open for you. Has been open for you. You didn't have to starve. You didn't have to go hungry. You didn't have to figure out who you were riding town to town with getting paid handshakes and hot dogs. 
That's the fucking grind. That's the grind. I go to indie wrestling shows. I see these guys. They come here. They bring their fucking wife and kids with them. They decide, hey, man, who can we travel with to save money? Hey, man, where, what fucking cheap gas station fucking food are we eating on the drive back? Because we just drove from fucking Jersey to Ohio. And we're going to turn around and drive the fucking nine hours back to Jersey after the show. And you're going to sit here and say, I grind harder than anyone. See, man, this right here is why no one likes you. This is why you get fucking booed. Because your wrestling journey has been significantly easier than everyone else's. And you have the fucking audacity to come out and say you grind harder than anyone. And tell me about the last time you fucking wrestled in an armory in front of 15 people. Or if you've ever wrestled in a fucking armory in front of 15 people. Your life has been easy since day one. Your life is still easy. Wrestling was an open door for you. It was an open book. And you butthurt about being stardust still. Fuck off, man. Now, Cody brings us into one of our final topics. Uh, the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes is a free agent. And the Royal Rumble is coming up. We do know that... Mickey James will be in the Rumble. Current Impact, I don't know if she's still the Impact champion or not, but current Impact wrestler Mickey James will be in the Royal Rumble. Now, does that mean that another wrestler without a contract named Cody Rhodes will be in the Royal Rumble? No, that man talks too much shit. Too much shit. Um... Now, this is the first Royal Rumble in a long time where I don't really know anything about what's going on, who the favorites are, any of it. I've, I don't know what any of that shit is. And I don't think I care to. So, um, Royal Rumble. Yeah, I guess my pick is Big E and I don't know. Liv Tyler, fuck it. I don't. Uh, Liv Tyler, Liv Morgan. Liv Tyler's not even a wrestler. And the uh, final notes on my docket for today. I want to talk about Unsanctioned Pro, man. I want to talk about Unsanctioned Pro Wrestling for a little bit. So, not this past weekend, but the weekend before was the Unsanctioned Pro uh, Unsanctioned Pro's most recent show. So, um, this company, Unsanctioned Pro, has leveled clear the fuck up, guys. Their latest show is called Royal Flush. It will be airing, uh, by the release of this show tonight, actually. On IWTV, so I'm not going to get too much into it, but let me tell you what. They got a new venue. It's called the Valleydale Ballroom. If you are in northern Ohio, or central Ohio, I mean, it is um, it is a beautiful venue. It's a ballroom from the 1930s. It used to be a TV studio, 
But it is a ballroom in every sense of the fucking word, man. I have very Overlook Hotel vibes about it. Not creepy, but like, no, like the Overlook vibes, like you're going to get fucked by a ghost, but like Overlook vibes, like just that kind of like architecture and styling to it, man. The show is outstanding. Um, you had a hoss fight between Calvin Tangman and Ron Bass Jr. Um, you had, Oh, Christian Robinson and the Audi taken on, um, essentially the big Starks brand, man. This was a big Starks brand show. If you're a big Starks brand fan, man, this is a big Starks brand show. We have PB Smooth taking on the MJF of Unsanctioned Pro, Jeffrey John. I'm telling you, Jeffrey John's guys, this is, Jeffrey John is one of these guys that as an indie fan you want to get on board with right now. When I say this guy is the MJF of Unsanctioned Pro, this is a heel in the purest sense of it. The man does outstanding heel work. He can make the crowd hate him, make the crowd love him because of his heel work. The dude is doing good work. I'm telling you, I'm high on Jeffrey Johns. I'm high on the future that Jeffrey John has, man. Pay attention to this guy. We had a great chip of threat, Charlie Tiger versus Victor Analog versus the God of Drivers, Everett Cross, one of my favorite indie workers in the world today. I'm not going to tell you who won any of these matches because I want them to remain a surprise for you as they have not aired. I'm not trying to uh, spoil this shit for this show. We have the unsanctioned pro hardcore champion, Lexus Montez, who is not the hardcore champion, refuses to be recognized as a hardcore champion, does not believe in hardcore wrestling is the unsanctioned pro open weight championship Lexus Montez versus Kevin Giza versus Big Ben versus Neil Diamond Cutter. This match was outstanding. Shocker of an ending. I highly recommend checking this out. We have Kevin Blackwood versus Gary fucking J. Kevin Blackwood versus Gary Fucking Jay in a brutal match. A brutal. This is American Strong Style at its fucking best. Got the Unsanctioned Pro Tag Team Championship. This match brought to you by 7, 4, oh, the greatest fan faction in all of wrestling. That's right. Tag Team Championship sponsored by your boys here at 740. Just a couple of marks traveling the country looking for a good time. Get on board with us. Buy a shirt. You see us at a show? Holler at us. 740, baby. It's a fan faction. Join up. Anyway, tag team title. Cincinnati's most wanted. The tag team champions defending against... Oh. Oh. We're talking about Chase Holiday in the hood foot himself. And then that brings us into our heavyweight championship match sponsored by your boys over at Snack Season. Eat that shit. Unsanctioned pro heavyweight champion Cole Radger taking on the bounty hunter Brian Keith. This is a fucking outstanding match. These guys are doing wonders on the indie circuit. I highly recommend you getting that $9.99 a month IWTV account. Cancel that Peacock shit, man. Get you an IWTV. Same cost. You can watch all this and more. What does IWTV have? Well, do they have Unsanctioned Pro? Sure, they've got ICW, which brings us into our next comment. 
High CW, No Holds Barred, 21, last night. And a banger of a fucking event. Maybe the best ICW show I've seen in my life. One which saw the owner of ICW, Danny DeManto himself, take on the franchise, Shane fucking Douglas. Are you serious? What I want to talk about is John Wayne Murdoch defending the American Deathmatch Championship against Reed Bentley. One of my predictions for the year, going back to our very last show that we did, was our prediction show. My prediction was Reed Bentley defeats John Wayne Murdoch and becomes a new American Deathmatch Champion. Was I right? You fucking a damn right I was. Reed Bentley is your new American Deathmatch Champion. Murdoch's held that belt for over 300 days for 21 shows. He's defended that title and finally, finally his Friend, not just friend, close friend, stable mate in the rejects, Reed Bentley. Climbs the mountain, match is brutal. This ICW show is amazing. This is maybe the best ICW show they've ever done in 21 shows. This match was brutal. Oh, and that wasn't even just the only card, the only match on the card. This match, this card was stacked. Shane Douglas and DeManto was solid. I mean... You're talking about a really, really good show. Uh, much like the Unsanctioned Pro Show, I'm not going to break it all down for you because go get you that fucking IWTV, baby. Go get you that IWTV and watch this shit. Watch this shit. Aside from that, Spider-Man was dope. Let's just talk about, let's just talk about life for a little bit, guys. It's been a while. It's been a while. Spider-Man was fucking dope. I cried like the whole movie. Um, Peacemaker is one of the best shows on TV right now. John Cena is killing it, playing a piece of shit superhero. A scumbag Batman, if you will. I highly recommend checking it out. Hawkeye, dope-ass show. I'm just like, naming off things that I've been really into. Watch I Think You Should Leave. On Netflix, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. It's the funniest show on TV. You'll get these sloppy steaks and dangerous nights cruise references that I've been making. Life's good, guys. I just got tickets to Slipknot. Tickets to Slipknot. Boy going to see Onita in March. It's a good life, man. It's a good life. I'm glad we can finally be back and talking about it. I'm glad we can finally be t- back and talking about this thing that we love called professional wrestling. And I can't wait till Mike and I schedule free up so that we can talk about it more. You guys are beautiful. I love you. Have a great week. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod and follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.